0: Welcome back. Welcome <laughs> back to part two of the episode. Now, welcome back, guys. So that was the college football portion of the show. Unfortunately, we're not rich enough to have uh, full Zoom anymore. So these are going to maybe be two-part shows. Anyway, no, no. Uh, I'll,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll grab some Zoom. We're not, we're not running forty-minute episodes. That's not happening.
0: So, second part of the episode, we're going to talk about some MLB some NFL and get you on your merry little way. Uh, So the MLB, the World Series, is set. The Philadelphia Electric Factory Phillies are going to be playing the Houston Astros. Uh, I'll start with the Astros. Yankees fan, all I'm going to say... Is I just uh, don't have anything to say, is <laughs> all I'm gonna say four times in seven years or something like that. But the Astros have beaten the Yankees, the Yankees have not been to the World Series since two that they wanted in 2009. They've made the playoffs nearly every year since then. Um, 30 strikeouts in the first two games. Aaron Judge hit a whopping 120 something, 160 something in the playoffs. <laughs> um, they blew not only in game three did they blow uh, the fly ball miscue that cost them the game. Um, it was another error in game four um, that cost them the go-ahead run. You shot yourself in the foot. I hate the excuses. I don't know if we talked about the excuses last time about how they were complaining about – I think you we did. did. Exit ball, home runs and all that. That's crap. Um, that part pisses me off. That part is just like – Yankees of us, but you know, they're this, they're my number two team in the MLB that I root for. It's just shocking that you can have so many high paid players and just not even find a way to win one game. It's a team that you know who they are, you've seen them every other year in the ALCS, and you continue to lose to them. It's just a never ending cycle of depressingness in sports. I finally get a team that I even – I wouldn't even say they're one of my teams, but a team that I root for finally does something good. And what do they do? They blow it all away. They blow it before they can ever get anything good. They'll never win a World Series again. This this is the curse of Steinbrenner, his death. They haven't won a World Series since he died. It's just frustrating.
1: (laughs) I don't really have much to add considering – I don't think I've watched a full game of baseball in probably seven years. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, the, the jokes are there. The excuses were there. I saw all of them on social media, the we would have won if the roof was closed, uh, the exit velocities, the, oh, I hit a million home runs, but now I can't hit the ball in the playoffs. It's funny. Um, I mean, I know, isn't Aaron Judge a free agent this year? Um, yes. Do you think he comes back? Well, where, where do you see his future?
0: Uh, it's hard for me to see the Yankees not finding a way to find some bag for him. Um, if I'm him, I don't know if I want to come back. There's probably going to be a little better deal somewhere else. Um, I think you got to kind of, although the Yankees are in it every year, you got to kind of start to question, do I got to win somewhere else? I mean, do I chase my bag? I mean, look, at a perfect example is Bryce Harper. They'll be similar ages. I think Bryce Harper was probably a couple years younger when he got his contract. He's probably 27-ish and Aaron Judge is 30. Um, but similar situation, had success where they were, had been there for all their career. Bryce Harper went and got his bag on a team that he felt comfortable with, on a team that he felt he would – could win with down the road. And, you know, that's why he took the 12, 13-year deal, whatever it was. And look at them. They're in the World Series now. Um, so maybe Aaron Judge needs some of that. Um, speaking of which, the uh, situation, uh, four games to one, The Philadelphia Phillies are just an electric factor. They actually played, for the most part, great baseball games. Um, but – yeah, I mean, it was just kind of like the Phillies have a timely hit and have a response for everything. Um, they also have a great bullpen. Um, Aaron Dole is electric. I don't really know what else to say besides Philadelphia is going to be bumping. It's a city that you want to have a team in the championship. Yep. It's great a city that town. no matter what sport it is, it's a great sports town. Um, and I'm pulling for them. I hate the Astros. Justin Verlander bothers me at this point. Um, I hope he gets rocked in game one Friday night and that's it. Go Phillies.
1: Yeah. I mean, let's, let's kind of move on to the NFL. I um, feel like there was actually a decent bit to talk about. You had some good games, some close games, um, <laughs> some more of the old, some more of the new, um, I guess quick start from, I guess, what the Thursday night game on Amazon prime that nobody can watch because it's not on TV. Uh, Kyler Murray broke the Call of Duty curse, so Call of Duty's campaign came out, and he actually played pretty well. Has DeAndre Hopkins back now. Might be a steady dose of him moving forward, 10-15 targets a game, every game. But, no, I mean, I don't think this really changes much. The Cardinals are still a below-average team with a terrible head coach. Um We'll see what happens.
0: If you look at Kingsbury's, like, if you just took the name away and looked at the resume, he's terrible. go how? How the heck is this guy an NFL coach? No, no coach I think I remember.
1: Anymore? I know I was telling. I'm sure I've told you this. Cliff Kingsbury's first ever winning season was last year, and he's been a coach for like eight years between Texas Tech and Arizona. He's never. Go, he's never gone above five hundred.
0: Yeah, or hadn't. Just a uh, wild. Hey, you also had Patrick
1: wild. Mahomes. How do you have Patrick Mahomes and you don't go over five hundred? <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's crazy. You're looking at probably the best – the most talented quarterback ever. And, yeah.
1: But, anyway, across – I mean, across the league, you kind of had that continuation of what we've been saying where the teams that are perceived to be shit are not and they keep winning games. The Commanders beat the Packers. I mean – the Panthers go and beat the Buccaneers. The Giants win again. The Jets win a game. The Seahawks win a game. The Bears win a game. You know who doesn't win a game though? Because they can't win a game? Because they're stupid? The Detroit Lions. Twenty-four
0: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, to six. I Cowboys. mean,
1: we've mentioned we've mentioned let's just go into the Lions. Um Okay. <sighs> Jared Goff with an astounding performance. Um, that's now six points in the last 120 minutes of football. He's given Dave Warner a run for his money in terms of like electric, high powered offense. The only thing we're missing is Jared Goff running a jet sweep to the short side to Quintez Cephas or something. But no, I mean, I don't, I talk, talking about some positives, Hutchinson actually looked pretty good. Um, I think they switched him to the other side of the line, so he was standing up a little bit more instead of his little three and four point stances. That's
0: kind and, of where it needs
1: to be. Yeah, and he looked a little bit better. He actually, he even had a pass rush move. He he hit somebody with a spin move in the game that got him to think his little his half sack and the one and a half sacks. He he got the right tackle with a spin move and brought down Dak. And I mean, it was it was pretty cool. Um, I think that's that's his now at four and a half sacks on the season for him, which is a really good number. The only issue is. I would like to see some consistency before I start counting it as like something because yeah, he has four and a half sacks in six games, but he's also only tackled the quarterback in two of those six games. So you can play the, Oh, on paper, he'll get this amount of sacks, but I can also say the on paper, he'll only touch the quarterback in this amount of games. Yeah. And it's tough to, it's tough, it's tough to keep that up. Um, I mean, no, the, the defense, once again, it looked all right. Um, yeah. I mean, held the Cowboys when they could, uh, I mean, you did have Dak coming back with rust, so I don't know if that played a part of it. Um, you did have Zach Paschel come back. I think Kirby Joseph played all right. But the the big, the big biggest story that I kind of saw, which was just like the epitome of the Lions, and it's kind of I, – I have a couple of buddies who always ask me, well, why do you still give this team your time? And I understand the nature of the question, and my answer is I don't watch – like. I, I think like this was probably the first year where I emotionally invested myself in this team because I believed in what was going on. And as soon, but I told myself, as soon as they fall two games below 500, I'm done because the talent's not there. It's, it's just one of those where you are still farther away, but I believed that the talent was there in the right areas to be able to, to win games that maybe they shouldn't. And didn't happen. They fell to one and three and I was like, perfect. Now I get to watch for comedy as opposed to for interest. And the, this sequence dump off to Austin Wright first of all that dude had like a 15 yard I don't know if you saw this play he had a 15 yard head start on Micah Parsons and in the span of 20 yards Micah Parsons chases him down and tackles him at the one yard line and then the very next play Jamal Williams who doesn't really fumble the ball ever fumbles the ball that's just the most lion sequence ever that you had no business having your tight end get tackled. Micah Parsons just made one of those like stereotypical, like you play football to do what Micah Parsons did, where your coaches are telling you always play through the whistle, play until someone tells you to stop, don't ever quit on your own. Micah Parsons did that and he got his team. Not he got his he saved his team. I think it was a 14 point swing. If he doesn't make Definitely. that effort, play we score, we go up. I think at that point, I think we were losing nine to six or something. So we go, what, 13 to nine? It. I mean, it, I know it would have put us ahead. I don't remember the exact score off the top of my head, but if I remember correctly, Cowboys go down, score themselves, fourteen point swing. Jared Goff starts turning the ball over, and yeah, um I don't know. From the player side, there, there's, not, I don't think there's really much else to say to that. Goff has looked terrible the last two weeks, and I'm starting to reconsider my choices of what I would like to do in the draft. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm not going to sit here and say that my my foot's the the battle lines have been drawn that I can't go back to to something else. Because, I mean, you know, he's playing without some weapons or some guys that are hurt. uh, Yeah, the excuses excuses will always be there, though. So it's just one of those where you have to show us something. So I'm not I'm not sitting here saying my foot's in the sand of, oh, we take quarterback or we don't. But I'm at least starting to entertain the possibility of quarterback.
0: Uh, oh, to me, it's like to me it, it's it's like we're it's it looks like right now that we're gonna be there for one. so oh yeah, it's we going to beg the question um, that we should do it in my opinion. I was so talking about this with there. you.
1: I was talking about this with you uh, earlier today. Who are we gonna beat? You, you can't call the Bears a free W anymore.
0: The, no. The Bears look night. like
1: they're, they're actually gonna let Justin Fields be Justin Fields and maybe run the ball. As opposed to giving it to David Montgomery.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if it was the fog last night. I only watched a couple plays, but ju- I harp on Justin Fields a lot for the arm. The arm looked great last night. Maybe it's the fog that made the ball seem like it was coming out like hot because you don't really see the ball until it's yeah, there. It looked but like it, looked the like arm it was looked boring running.
1: Like, yeah, it probably was just fog, but like that ball was slippery. People couldn't hold on yeah. to it. It was interesting. But I was
0: impressed. I'll just say that. No, it, it 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 it's funny because
1: Fields is right now playing for a head coach and I think a GM as well who didn't draft him, so he's kind of in tryout mode. Yep. Um, which is crazy
0: to say in year two.
1: Yeah. No, but it's just one of those where I think, um, I think he's got all the tools to do it. It's just I hope that I've I know I've said this in, before in the past. The good coaches are the ones that don't try and mold somebody into the, into what they're not. They realize what they have and they try and see how they can make it work. I think if you let Justin Fields be a little bit more free rolling, a little bit more Jalen Hurts style where it's like Philadelphia is like, hey, man, just like we know what you are. You're not a pocket passer. You're not some guy who's going to stand there like Tom Brady and deliver throws into the tightest windows we're going to ask you to make some tight throws occasionally because you are an NFL quarterback you better be able to do that but we're going to get you moving we're going to get you rolling out we're going to get you past down the line of scrimmage with the ball in your hands running utilizing your skills and I think if, if the Bears continue to do that I think they can you know, win a couple more games maybe Justin Fields earns himself I'm not going to say a second contract but earns himself at least the ability to start going forward through the rest of his rookie deal and then maybe the the Bears will be nice enough to get him a receiver that is an Equinemius St. Brown or Dante Pettis, whatever whatever that is. Darnell
0: no, Mooney,
1: maybe I mean Darnell Mooney's all right, but he's probably a wide receiver too,
0: not a wide receiver one. Yeah. Um uh, and I mean other storylines
1: I, I actually did about want to say.
0: Old quarterbacks? Uh I, about old I want to say one more
1: thing about the Lions. I did want to kind of mention Dan Campbell. Um I know there's people talking about his timeout usage at the end of the first half. I didn't necessarily care. Um, everyone was just like, "Oh, well, you had three timeouts and you just ran the ball and killed the clock at the end of the half." And like, I understand the concept, but you also have to realize you have Jared Goff throwing to no Amonra, no Chark, no Swift. So you're down weapons, and the other team's got this guy named Micah Parsons, where you can very quickly, if I remember correctly, we started that drive very deep in our in our territory. That's you're one bad block away from a safety. So I didn't necessarily hate the idea of not using any timeouts. Could you have gone for it? Sure, but like, I know some people they want to yell at him because they want to yell at him, and I would love to yell at him because I want to yell at
0: him because I hate him. I was going to say you're a classic yeller. Oh, I'm
1: I, I'm the flag bearer. Yeah, you know on the Olympics know. they got the guy with the torch? That's me for the anti Dan Campbell club.
0: Yeah. But I, I'm yeah. not
1: going to do it here because I just I I didn't necessarily care much. And I didn't really think there was anything wrong with it. Didn't didn't think it was the right decision either. It is what it is. Um But yeah, you I mean you mentioned uh something like else old quarterbacks. You wanna you wanna take a stab at it?
0: Yeah, old quarterbacks getting old. Fucks suck. 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 Packers also stink out loud. Which one do you think actually has the better chance of making the playoffs? I think it's the Bucks, but
1: I th- I'm going to say the Bucks just because there's no Minnesota Vikings in their division, right. and they That's can exactly easily they they can win the division with eight or nine wins. Um, they have to get there, but
0: and uh, um, th- well, uh, it, it does help that the NFC South is trash. Yep. Um, also, I trust Tom Brady to get it done more than Aaron Rodgers, even though say what you want about their actual abilities or even in the regular season, too. But I, I do trust Tom Brady, but he looks, Tom Brady looks like it's time. has finally caught up to him. Another bad loss. They got absolutely pounded by a team that's absolutely, like, like, tanking. A team that's like, that blind objectively team. tanking that gave up one of the best players in the league this week, looking to give up other good players for assets. A guy that quarterback that played in the XFL a couple years ago. Actually, hey, he, beat his... he beat the Lions. He beat the Lions. Shut Actually, up. I was just, just going to say that. No I P.J. Walker's Lions. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. He absolutely pounded the Bucs. And then the Packers, man. It feels like we, for the last three weeks, I've said it's a get-back game for the Packers. They had the Jets. or They had the Giants the first week. Oh, they got the Jets. Comeback game. Like, get, get right game. Oh, we got the Commander's get-right game. Lost all three. It's the first time they lost all three since Mike McCarthy was the coach. So I don't really understand, don't understand the Packers at all, to be honest. Matt Lafleur doesn't make sense to me. He just wants to throw – his best asset, like they have the good old line, and his best asset is, is two running backs. Those are their best offensive weapons. And he wants to, wants to just throw the ball – to receivers that Aaron Rodgers doesn't trust. It's pretty clear he doesn't trust them. He's hesitant, which that, you know, falls back on the O-line, having to protect for longer, and that puts Aaron Rodgers in trouble. So it's just a trickle-down effect offensively that just – they refuse to run the ball most games too. It's like Aaron Jones either touches the ball six times or 60. It just doesn't really make sense. But the issue is that
1: on top of the kind of the throwing thing, those 60 touches are usually catches. I, you're right. They, I, if I remember correctly, they threw there, they ran the ball 13 times against the commanders. That's, that's unacceptable in a football game in the NFL. If you're, if you're a PAC 12 West coast offense, you know what you want to run at 13 times. So be it. If you're Bailey Zappy at Western Kentucky, so be it. But you cannot be an NFL team running the ball 13 times a game. That's, you're never going to win a football game like that.
0: Yeah. And it's, and it worked. I think the defense is the even bigger question mark because they spent a ton of money to make sure that that was going to be okay. They knew the receivers were going to be an issue with Rodgers, but they, they they spent money on defense to make sure that that was not going to be an issue. And guess what? It's been an issue. We gave 27 to the Jets last week. It, I mean, he kind of tore them up for a couple big plays, especially late in that game. I just – it just doesn't make sense to me. And now you're looking at a team that is what? Already three, three games behind the Vikings right now? Yep. Two. two no, the, the
1: Vikings are going to win the division by fault, and it's disappointing. But what are you going to do? Um. Yeah. No, I mean, you mentioned this earlier. I did want to talk about it just because it's coming up. The Panthers did trade away Christian McCaffrey, one of the best weapons in the league, one of the best gadgets in the league, to the 49ers for, I think it was a second, a third, a fourth, and, like, a next-year fifth. Um, something along those lines. but I I mean I really like the play for the 49ers that's one of those that, that's a move that you make when you have all of your pieces and you push the chips into the table. That's what they're doing right now is they're giving away the draft picks and saying we think that our window is this year and possibly next year.
0: I'm gonna make the argument that I don't really think it's that great like a fit. Shanahan. Classic, like plug and play. Like I don't really need stars. Like it's a system offense. It's not really something conducive to pass a passing back like McCaffrey or a guy a superstar. Like how much better going to be than what they have? Like in a Shanahan system. Like how much better can he be? Is my point. I just don't. It's so structured that I don't really know if they get all out of McCaffrey. Do you know? What, do you hear what I'm trying to say? It's, I it's see a, what you're saying. No, I, I do see
1: what you're saying. That,
0: that a bad running back can be good, but I don't know. Like, it's so structured and formalized that, like, I don't know if it makes, like, a good running back like McCaffrey that much greater.
1: I would say McCaffrey specifically because of his skill set does open the door for them because I think I would argue he's the first kind of not going to say pass-catching back, but the he's kind of the first back they've really had since maybe, what, Raheem Mostert, even though this is not a comparison, I'm just saying since Raheem Mostert, who's actually a very reliable pass catcher. I mean, I think you look at Jeff Wilson, more of a running back, Elijah Mitchell, more of a running back. Uh,
0: Like, didn't Debo play – doesn't Debo play that kind of role?
1: Yes, but Debo doesn't want to. I mean, if you remember back at his contract negotiation, they have to give him extra money for taking snaps out of the backfield. So this allows you to throw Debo Samuel into actual more positions where he can be a slot receiver on the outside. And I think this kind of unlocks the offense as a whole because it gives you – here's, here's my counterpoint to what you said earlier. Even if McCaffrey himself isn't going to go from good to explosion in this offense, based basically it isn't. I'm also not even fully sh- sure that that's the case. I think he'd be running behind the best line that he's ever had. He'd be running in the best scheme he's ever had. Um, I think this just opens up. It's kind of like the Kenny Walker effect for Michigan State last year. You see him lined up either next to Garoppolo or behind Garoppolo, and you have to account for him. So that's now one guy who's no longer playing coverage. That's a guy who's lined up in the box. And when that happens, Debo Samuel is now one-on-one. Or George so Garoppolo, is, is
0: Garoppolo the guy that can get the ball to those yeah. one-on-one situations? I'm not gonna
1: I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say Jimmy Garoppolo is is one of them top tier quarterbacks, but Jimmy Garoppolo's been to a Super Bowl, he's been to an NFC title game, he, he can get you there, he's done it.
0: Um, I, just, I just I don't know. It, it's one of those ones where it's like, oh great, great, he's moving to what we think is a good team. Hey, they're what three and four now? Three and four, yeah. So it's like, it's time to step on the gas there. I know that whole division kind of sucks this year. Yes,
1: the division but... is bad. The Seattle Seahawks are first at four and three. But, no, I I think it'll be a good fit there. I do think that um, McCaffrey will kind of have his I'm gonna say explosion because, I mean, it's been one of the three or four best running backs in football since the moment he stepped onto uh, the field. But, I do think that they'll give you what he he'll give you another element to that offense. He'll give you what you need and I, I think it'll probably be another year of watching the and maybe this isn't a testament to their greatness because they play in the weaker conference, but I do think this is another year of watching the 49ers in the NFC title game. Really?
0: Uh I, you know, the more I think about it,
1: other than the Eagles, who's really that good?
0: Look at the good records. Like I don't trust the Giants. I don't trust. I really don't trust the Cowboys. Do you trust Kirk Cousins um, playing
1: in primetime?
0: No, I don't. I don't trust anybody in the South. I don't trust the Rams. I don't trust. Who else is in the West? Arizona. I don't. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't the NFC
1: just blatantly weak. So yeah, you're you're playing in the semifinals, but you don't have to do as much to get there. So
0: yeah, I it does I kind my... of feel though like. Like they got pummeled by the Chiefs. Like they're not there. Like they're so the NFC has like six teams right now that like, like even the Eagles at six and zero. Oh, I I don't go wow. I go yes they're they're good and they're one of the they're one of the best teams in the NFL. But I don't go Like the AFC, which we thought was going to be the gauntlet, the AFC is the Bills and the Chiefs and everybody else. Yep.
1: Well, well, I mean, we'll see. I mean. It it's interesting. It's one of those where I'll kind of say the same thing with the college thing. where it's playoffs are a long ways away. There is the trade deadline. There are teams making moves that are trying to win now or trying to tank for the future. You've got you've got injuries that'll happen. You've guys got you've got you've got guys that'll come back from injuries. It's it, know, it's way too early to sit here and make predictions, but it's I, I I do think that the the overarching themes. I do think the McCaffrey edition is something that makes the The 49ers, one of those two or three preeminent teams in the NFC, no matter
0: how bad the NFC is. Yeah. But I think that, yeah, I don't know. I just think that's mostly because the uh, the NFC is so bad. Actually, you want to know a team that I think is probably the third best team in the NFC now? AFC or NFC? The only team that can challenge the, the Bucks and the Bills, or the Bills and the Chiefs, is I think the Bengals are so back. They're so back.
1: I, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to hate it. The, 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 what a three game winning streak right now.
0: Um, yeah. Dominant last two performances. Yeah. Joe, Burrow. And Joe Burrow are yep. on the exact same page right now. They look like the Sedin twins on the Vancouver Canucks just have a sixth sense for each other.
1: Yep. No, I I don't, I don't hate the pick. Um, you're, you're right. There is kind of a class of, there's a class of their own and. There is that next tier that's slowly rising up with the Bengals, you know, win some more games. Maybe you find yourself in that position as well, in that conversation as well. But, yeah, no, it's – this is an interesting NFL year because, like I said, we, we always mention it, the teams that were perceived to be trash and tanking are, are winning games. Yeah. And – the, the I mean really the only teams that we we really kind of set off the bat were going to be really really bad I think that are actually like following through with that is maybe just the Panthers I know yeah. maybe it was the fanboys in us but we did have much higher hopes from the Lions and I know from a personal standpoint I thought maybe the I thought the the I was about to say the I was about to say the Redskins but that's a forbidden word I can't use that no, I was to say the the, the Commanders um, I I had a little bit more hope for them just because I believe in that kind of that defensive line with Chase Young, Daron Payne, I believe and I think it's Kendo Fuller. You've got I I, I do think Javin Davis I, I do think there's some players there, but yeah, Carson Wentz dead again, Ooh. as usual. Not very good again as usual. I don't the offensive line is eh. So I I, I mean
0: it was it was hey, never, Heineke though. Talk about a guy that's played himself into XFL guy, played that playoff game and only lost to the Bucks by seven or whatever when they were supposed to get beat by 40. And then he was, you know, the starter last year, they were not good. Comes in this year, beats the pack. He's just done enough to in his spots' performances to where he'll get the backup. He'll be one of those backup contract guys for a long time. I, now. I, I
1: yes, I think he's Chase Daniel with a different name, with a different spelling. Um... I'm glad you did say backup because I, I've always kind of maintained that the only reason Taylor Heineke is even still in the league is because in that Bucks game, he dove for the pylon and got that touchdown late on to make it closer yeah. than it should have been. Yeah. And I think that they, he kind of showed his heart there. And they were like, yeah, we like that and you," And they kind of gave him a roster. Like, now he can stick with it. But yeah, he wins some games. He plays pretty well. So maybe he proves everyone wrong. I mean,. Who am I to tell the guy no? But, yes, I do think he is going to be one of those kind of career backups. And that's almost the best position in sports. Chase Daniel might have started eight games in his career, and he made like $50 million. It's a pretty (laughs) good gig.
0: Yeah. You know, I could think of a lot worse things that I would do for $50 (laughs) million.
1: You want to share with the listeners or no? You think that will kind of get us tossed off of Spotify if you say –
0: no, I'm just going to leave it Leave it as is. <laughs>
1: oh, Lord. Oh, I mean, anything else? I mean, yeah, we, I did mention the trade deadline. I mean, we got we got some extra time. Why don't we throw some names around? I mean, you did have James Robinson get dealt to the Jets, who lost for East Hall. I mean, good trade, helps kind of both teams out. ETN gets to kind of go into that RB1, true RB1 role. James Robinson might get a second chance to kind of resurrect a
0: career um so it's so interesting because he basically didn't play at all on sunday
1: no yeah he had he, oh, i mean i know he had zero touches i don't know about snap count but yeah so yeah.
0: i was with someone that had to play him in fantasy and he's like why is this guy not getting touches why is he even touched it once and that makes a lot more sense now you know I mean, he
1: gives him a chance to resurrect his career and maybe get a contract with a different team elsewhere um other guys that I've yeah, seen. Yeah, I mean, he's better. not.
0: It's not with the Jets next year, though. because no, like I said, it, it gives him a chance to kind of audition football.
1: for other teams. He's he's trying to. Yeah. Um, I've seen the Broncos are considering dealing players: Bradley Chubb, Jerry Judy, just because they're kind of in a really Judy, bad. Really? I mean, they're in a really bad place with no picks. I mean, you you dealt your firsts and your seconds for the next two years. Russell Wilson There's looks teams. terrible.
0: There's a couple of bad teams with no picks.
1: Yep. I mean, the Saints have no picks. But, I mean, again, other things. I mean, we mentioned Carolina in a full-on tank. I know they have said that Brian Burns is going nowhere. DJ Moore is going nowhere. I don't blame them. Those are some pretty good players. I agree. It's just one of those where if you're going to do that, make sure you get it right because those guys, I think, will get very irritated very quickly if you hold them hostage on a bad team.
0: Um, Well, yeah, I mean, that's – another story but my argument is to people that think that like why aren't they why don't they get rid of them it's like they're super young and what you would get for them are picks that you're hoping to be them
1: yep yeah, it's the it's the aj brown trail on burks thing that we talked about in the off season with the titans
0: the con well that that's more money thing y- yeah but there's so no the way the titans thing.
1: didn't have the money to pay agent brown I and mean, it's the NFL i don't think they wanted
0: to. to i think it's a I think it's there's two models for wide receivers as I, I said on this podcast, you either value it very highly and you're willing to spend the twenty million plus on a receiver or you value it like a dime when you have a system like say, I don't know, I think the Titans are kind of a a robot robotic team with like a coach like Vrabel. Like, yep, I'd buy it. you have your system and you you know which which re- receiver you don't you go okay, i don't I just need athletes. I don't really need the twenty million dollar receiver when I can have two, two or three of these weapons at a cheap price. And ah. hopefully they work out to the point where I can either make a move for them so, before they get too expensive or they just go, like A.J. Brown. I think there's just too much. I, to I, I see today. what you
1: mean. I, I do see what you mean. But at the same time, I do think that at some point you do need players. Um, prospects will only get you so far. And sometimes quantity does not beat quality. You could get three guys to run around. Are they going to replicate AJ Brown? You don't know. Maybe if you're the Kansas City Chiefs and the three guys you bring in are being thrown to by Patrick Mahomes, maybe they do replace Tyreek Hill. Maybe they do. But if you bring in Bobby Trees and Nikhil, In-ing-ing Westbrook, whatever his name is, and whatever and whatever other stupid receivers the Titans have, maybe Never they're was, not going to replace AJ Brown.
0: Well, I don't think they did, but I don't know if that was necessarily the goal. If yeah, that... you're, you're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, their
1: goal their they're not goal, but their game plan is feed Derrick Henry the ball 25 times a game and let let, let it work that way. I, I do know what you're saying, but – Because
0: – uh, and the Titans are in this weird spot where they beat the Colts. They basically beat the Colts to win the division on Sunday. Yep. And the division also, the Souths, they just suck. The South, South is NFL trash. Teams. Uh, so congrats to the Titans on winning the division. But like you know, it's got to be. I said this to, in text. It's like at least the Lions didn't get our hopes up this year. They were just bad. Like the Titans are. It's got to be like a somewhat. I mean, obviously, it's it's somewhat narcissistic to say this as a Lions fan, but like it's got to be somewhat like depressing to as a Titans fan to just know like, yeah, we'll probably go nine and seven or ten and sorry. What do you go now? Ten and seven, nine and eight, somewhere around there. Make win our division, and we'll probably lose in the first round again, and it will probably happen next year as well. If you're mean, in this suburbial only, place.
1: The only thing I'll argue is they're not guaranteed to lose the first round. I mean, you look at the Bills, you I look at the, are. you look at the Bills, and you look at the Chiefs. Those are division winners. You're not playing them in the first round. You're playing the wild card teams. So you're looking at the Jets. You're looking at whatever team doesn't win the AFC North. And then, what are you looking at? Maybe the maybe the Chargers. I don't. The Chargers aren't very good.
0: Yeah, I just don't think the Titans are very good no, either.
1: I agree. I know what you're saying. Whereas, it's I would maybe phrase it a different way. You might make the playoffs, but there you're is not gonna no win. chance yeah, you get to a title a game Bowl. of
0: any sort.
1: Yeah. I think that's probably right. a better way of phrasing it.
0: Okay, I can get. I can rock with that.
1: But yeah, I mean, you're right. That's one of those where it. But maybe it's just the feeling of participation. Maybe it's the feeling of I get to host somebody I get to host somebody. We wouldn't yeah. know you don't win divisions.
0: No, we do not. We don't <laughs> win any stormy thing. Oh nor God. will we ever. No,
1: never. All right. I mean this has been this has been a good kind of ramble episode, just talking a bunch of different storylines, NFL, trade deadline, bad teams, good teams, hypotheticals. Anything else you want to kind of wrap up with last kind of words? Um before we kind of get going for the week?
0: No, I'm good, man. Just go green. Hopefully make it close. Yeah. Go
1: green. And hopefully next Tuesday's episode will be a nice, nice refreshing one.
0: Oh, Have you a good week, everybody.
1: This,
0: you can come to this podcast ready to roll if they win.
1: Absolutely. Have a good week, everyone.
0: Bye.